0: especially compared to sleeping on the hard floor with the toss-pots in the common room or on straw in the stable. Mrs. Findley clucked her tongue. You're likely hungry as well. Frances's stomach spoke for her, growling loudly. She flushed. She hadn't eaten since breakfast. Eight hours earlier. She should have packed something, but she hadn't expected to be so delayed and to be frank. She'd been too angry to think clearly. And if she'd had a knife in her hand, Aunt Viola would not have been safe. Mrs. Findlay laughed. Come, sit with us. She took Frances's arm and towed her over to the table. I I don't wish to intrude. If you could just spare a slice of mutton and a potato, I'm sure I would do very well. Don't be ridiculous. The woman pushed her into a chair and started filling a plate with food. You must be starving. Frances's stomach growled again, and Mrs. Findlay laughed. "'Poor boy!' she put the plate down in front of her. "'Now eat before you fall over from hunger. I'm sure we can find you some place to sleep.' Mr. Findlay was less inclined to charity. "'Madge, the only room we have free is the one I say for the Valentines.' "'Well, none of them will be here tonight, will they? It's the birthday ball, remember? They won't miss it, no matter how much they hate attending.' "'They're good boys.' "'Ha!' Francis spared a bit of potato with her fork. "'Jack, the youngest of the Duke of Greycliffe's sons, was far from a good boy. "'Aunt Viola was forever holding him up as an example of the evils of town. "'A rake of the First Order, and likely a procurer as well. "'He was rumoured to know intimately every brothel owner in London.' "'I suppose you're right,' Mr. Finley turned his attention to Francis. "'What's your name, lad, and where are you headed?' "'Francis had—' "'Francis coughed. She could use her Christian name, spelled with an I instead of an E. It was a male name anyway, but perhaps she should be cautious about using her family name. "'Francis Haddon. I'm on my way to London.' "'London?' Mr. Finley's brows shot up and then down into a scowl. "'How old are you?' You haven't escaped from school, have you? No, sir. She focused on cutting her meat so she wouldn't have to meet his eyes. I'm, er older than I look. Mrs. Findlay laughed. What? Thirteen instead of twelve? Don't try to cousin us, young sir. We've raised three sons. Here it is the end of the day, and you don't have the faintest shadow of a beard. This pretending to be a man was more complicated than she'd thought. Frances smiled and stuffed a large piece of mutton in her mouth. What can your mother be thinking to let you travel alone like this? Mrs. Findlay made a clucking sound with her tongue again. Frances swallowed. My mother died a number of years ago, madam. I live with my elderly aunt. Aunt Viola would not be happy with that description, but she had passed her 60th birthday. Well, I can't fathom even an aunt, elderly or not, Letting a young'un such as yourself travel up to town alone. There was more than a hint of suspicion in Mr. Findley's voice. My aunt wasn't happy about it, sir. Viola had been shouting so loudly it was surprising they hadn't heard her at the crowing cock. But I was desperate to go. She wasn't about to spend one more second under the same roof as that treacherous woman. I'm to visit my brother. I would have got to London hours ago if the roads hadn't been so bad. She'd meant to stay the night with Frederick, see their man of business in the morning, and then go back to Lansford and wave the bank draft for the amount of her dowry in Viola's face before taking it, packing up, and moving out. She frowned at her plate. She hadn't yet figured out where she'd go, but she bloody well wasn't going to stay one more night at Lansford. To think Viola had planned to drug her with laudanum, let Littleton into her bedroom— and then raise an alarm so he be discovered there by the gossiping servants. She stamped a bit of potato so hard, her fork screeched across the plate. Mrs. Finley wagged her finger at her husband. Don't glower at the boy, Archie. You are frightening him. Then she turned to wag it at Francis. And a boy your age should not be traveling by himself. There are bad men and women at every turn, Eager to take terrible advantage of a young cub like yourself, still wet behind the ears. I'll wager your brother hasn't the least.